Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who are up to their ears in kneecaps, Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. Episode 449, the Lions are looking good. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am the dashingest of hosts, Chris, and with me is my eloquent, finely coiffed, beautiful, and thoughtful co-host and good friend, Jeff the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you talking about another Lions win. I can get used to this, Chris. I I like this. I I like this a lot. (laughs) Eggplant. Oh, sorry. We're doing it live. Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) We got a lot to talk about. And that big, big eggplant is what we got to talk about today, as well as a couple of other things. We're going to talk about the Jags game and the big win. We're going to talk about, oh, this guy, you may have heard of him. Jamison Williams is back. You may have heard that in one place last week before the game. Uh, We're going to discuss Jared Goff's performance. We're going to take a quick look at the playoffs preview. Friday's Shore. Friday's show and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Is that what we do? Oh boy! All right. Oh, what is that? Like a wizard burial ground? Oh, yeah. Fourteen point three octane. It's not bad for a beer. One of these for two days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get with this. We got you folks on the line. You want to know about the Lions. We want to talk about the Lions as well. Really quick one hit about St. Jude. So far, $12,069.69. You are the greatest people. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are thank doing you. it right. So I, I, I'm, I'm speechless, Chris. We, we've, done, we've done that already. Yeah. We, 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 we got like 36 hours until we start doing this thing for 24 hours. Like, And we're there. Like, y'all are amazing. Yeah. You really are. The greatest listeners viewers in the nation anywhere it's 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 impressive you guys are the folk you guys and gals are the best thank you so much we've got a big show lined up for you guys uh, we are working with the lions they have promised of us a very special guest so we're going to have lions people uh we got justin rogers we got scott bischoff we got bill keenest if you want to hear about some of the lions history from the historian himself the man who knows everything he was a director of communications for over 30 years you're gonna get the insider scoop and a lot of stuff out of him um We've got Mike Furry. If you remember him as a wide receiver, also the coach at Limestone College now, uh, he was a wide receiver coach for the Bears up until the end of the Nagy regime. Mike Furry is one of the most wonderful human beings you are ever going to come across. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Mike Martz. We're going to talk about Lions. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about with him. He's going to be great. Uh, a couple of patient stories. Of course, as always, Dan Miller will join us because he's the best. We got Brian Burkheiser. You remember that band I Prevail, Riz? Have you heard of them before? <laughs> yeah brian's gonna come on the show talk rock and roll with us um we've got tony ortiz micro mike doug farrar michael gray we're working on some other folks crabs schofield keatley a couple other folks that we we love we've got i mean i don't know that we're gonna have more than four hours without a guest or something going on we'll have live auctions going on during the show 
It's all Friday, 9 a.m. It starts through 9 a.m. Saturday, 24 hours, St. Jude fundraising show. Join us for the fun. You are going to have a great time. And big shout out and thanks to WWJ starting on Thursday. They're going to be running a bunch of stuff about the show on uh, in Detroit for us and uh, help popularize and publicize it for us. So uh, appreciate the folks, Tony Ortiz and the folks at WWJ. You guys are the very, very best. Um, the auction is ongoing. And I just want to hit this really quick because there's some freaking cool stuff. We've added it. The biggest ones to think about. Lions tickets versus Minnesota, likely the biggest remaining game on the, the schedule for the Detroit Lions. Two tickets, club level, 211C with parking available. I have them on my phone, ready to distribute to the auction winner at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. So get ready, get in there. We got a great Campbell and Holmes print. We got DeAndre Swift signed football. We got some signed football helmets, including one from Frank Gore. Arawariye, Shark. Williams, Penay, <laughs> we got a jersey signed from all of them. We've got a great fishing trip for Steelhead uh, Charter on there. Some TJ Hawkins and stuff. You can join Riz and I for dinner at Prime and Proper in downtown. You gotta get in there because we're gonna have a lot of stuff for you. We're gonna have some live auction stuff that's even wilder. Uh, join us, hit the auction, auction.detroitlionspodcast.com and then also donate please at stjude.org slash DLP. And uh, help us out. All right. Thank you for letting us go through that. Uh, as you know, we're not doing any of the other commercials and stuff that we do during the show or reads about uh, the fun. It's all about St. Jude as we do this. So please, thanks for giving us the time to do that. Let's get into this. First, thanks to Scott Riley for the subscription. And also our last super chat from Loretto. Thank you, Loretto. Uh, reviewing the Jags game. I think <laughs> I can sum it up this way, Riz. It was just an absolute blowout <laughs> a complete game and, and not just a complete game i mean we've had some games where they've been complete wins by the team but this was a complete win blowout win <laughs> like you know what i mean this is a complete top off the the blender kind of a win uh by the lions here spectacular 40 to 14 win there wasn't a point that i would after the middle of the first quarter that i was actually worried about the rest of the, the rest of the game and the outcome of the game and this is rare for a Lions game. Couple things they can yeah. improve on. Of course, there always is. No one's ever perfect. But the entire team showed up and had an absolutely spectacular game. Detroit Lions, thank you. Coach Campbell, thank you. This is the kind of game that Lions fans needed in their veins, and you guys injected it straight through at a hundred percent efficacy. This shit wasn't cut at all. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was amazing. So uh, one of the things that I have to do, and I, I explained this the other day on the huge show, uh, I'll be on there tomorrow too, and we'll be we'll be promoting uh, the the St. Jude Telephone. So if you're in anywhere in Michigan, tune in the huge tomorrow. I'll be on uh, for at least the four o'clock hour and probably a little bit of the five o'clock hour. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I told him is, you know, I my job is I have to write a post game story, and with these lions, it's really hard to get a feel for where that story is going to go until like the last minute or so of the game. And then you got to really hurry it. This one, I started writing it in the second quarter. <laughs> I'm like, and, and, and when, when Jacksonville came out in that first drive in the third quarter and didn't do squadouche and the lions did, I'm like, this is over. Like you could tell. Um, and so I was, I was watching the game. Um, I, I was actually at a volleyball tournament with my son in Indianapolis. So I did, I wasn't watching like on the TV. I'm watching it on a small screen. I'm like, 
this this can't look this great, right? Like <laughs> some, some, and it just kept going and going and going, and they never relented. Um, that that was one of my takeaways was that they didn't they didn't take their foot off the gas. Like they just kept going, man. They they, they maybe didn't have it floored, but they kept the RPMs up off off the, the ground. And yeah, like the by about the middle of the third quarter. Uh, and it really showed when I did the rewatch, like the, the Jaguars body language is like, they're beat. They were, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> they were, what the hell happened to us here? Like we're a good football team. You know, we, we just beat the Ravens last week. Do you remember you know, the old cartoon with Foghorn Leghorn where he lifts the dog's butt up in the house and starts beating with a, with a two by four? Yes. That's what the Lions did to the Jaguars. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was so complete. Like the first drive, Offensively, golf wasn't great, but they got the job done. During 40 yards. Um, his, his his touchdown pass went off of a defensive player into Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, and he also threw almost another interception on that drive. But beyond that, he was great. And like he got those lucky breaks at the beginning, and then they didn't need it after that. Like it, that's like the offense was so clean. The defense, my God, the watching the defense dictate to another offense. What they can and can't do. Dude. We haven't seen that since since 2011, 2012. Um, when when Jim Schwartz had Adama and Sue and, and that crew running. Like and that was like watching watching Isaiah Bugs kick somebody's ass, you know, watching watching Alex Anzalone tear up the Jaguars. Like they had no answer for Alex Anzalone. Uh, and again, by the way, that's that's three of the last four weeks. He's played pretty damn well. What uh, would you say if at the beginning of the season, if someone said, oh, my God, in week 13, Aaron Rodgers season is going to be over, but the Lions will already be ahead of them in the standings. I mean, think about what you would have. You would have been like, you're from another planet, man. <laughs> this is Awesome. This is awesome. Uh, Nick asking if we will do the beans. Yes, we're doing the beans again this year. Uh, Riz will be on a snap count. <laughs> we'll take care. He, can, can, he got he got injured. It was days he was injured last year. So it was um, rough, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yodi. Hey, Jeff, how about Yodi at the on the line <laughs> a week? Oh, Coyote. A week, yeah. <laughs> a week in uh, in uh, Frank's hands. And my man's a superstar. <laughs> He did, he, did, he did better. He definitely got better. Still has a lot of work to do. Uh, and he missed practice today. And that is something to be concerned with because uh, Evan Brown was also out today. And Taylor Decker was also out today with an illness. And Panay is not 100%. And Frank is not 100%. So <laughs> keep an eye on that. It's Wednesday. We'll talk a lot about that on Friday as we get ready. This game is basically, or tonight's show, is basically like celebrating what happened Sunday with the Jaguars, yep. which, because we don't get to do that very often. I mean, come on. When, when was the last time we won 40 to 14? When was the last time that I could write a post game story and have it done in a positive manner to hit send as soon as the, the clock hits zero? Like it, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, we've got a question. Let's do the preview we're going to do tonight. Cause we've got, look, we've got Scott Bischoff's preview hitting tomorrow. We're going to do a big preview of the game against the Vikes on Friday and Saturday. Just yeah. a quick yes or no question for you, Riz. Are we being the Vikes Sunday? Yes or no? It's in Detroit. I picked. Lions by two and a half. That, that's wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too deep. I, uh, 
I have picked at both sides, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. because I, In the I, USA Today Weekly that I had to write Sunday, I said the Lions would win. In the real GM picks that I have coming this weekend, uh, based on the injury attrition and a little bit of that, and just me being nervous about being favored against a team that's 10-2, and two, I kind of picked against them. But I don't know yet. I don't know. I think the Lions win, but I, I hate to say this. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and it's unfortunate. But that's, that's when the Giants when, commanders tie screwed us. killed them in the playoffs. When's the last time the entire we, focus? The entire focus was to get into a tie situation with one of them because you have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Now you can't. Yep. So they, they lost any advantage they had of beating either of those teams, yep. which sucks. The thing is, how long has it been since you – or me have said, oh, the Lions missed the playoffs because they they were they weren't in control of their destiny and they missed the playoffs. They just missed it. When's the last time we said that? They were eliminated at this time last year. <laughs> it's been years. This is a great feeling. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> we're on our way. Uh, quick question for Riz: Any truth in the Ben Johnson head coaching rumors? I think that's my department. Um, <laughs> it's way, way, way too early to know. Ben's in his dream job from both the outside and from Ben's perspective. Way too early to know. Ben's in his dream job. I'd, I'd start asking that question in two years. And they'll be they'll bring the bags of money to keep it. And I'll leave it at that. Um, let's see. Okay. We don't know who's going to be the GM of three of the teams that are going to be hiring head coaches yet. So it's impossible to speculate beyond, oh, he's a good candidate. Yes, he's a good candidate. That's about all we know at this it's point. Not going anywhere. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's get to the next one. This one's the one I'm, I'm, I'm happy of. I'm proud of as a Lions fan. And I think no matter what your take is, you need to celebrate this man. Jared Goff. I don't know if you saw Dan Miller hand him the screen when he got nominated. He found out he was nominated as man of the year. Walter Payton, man of the year. Um, a little tear in his eye, right? It was such a great moment for such a great human being. Jared Goff, I mean, that was really great to see. So, you know, give the Lions some credit for this. Do you remember when they did that for Chris Spielman when they told him that he was going up in the ring of honor? Yep. yep. Um, and they kind of surprised him on it, sort of ambushed. And he had that kind of reaction. Uh, and seeing Goff and seeing how just like overwhelmed he was. And like, he's not a guy that, that shows that no. emotion very often. No, that was really, really cool to see. And the Lions media team deserves a lot of credit for how well they, they pulled that off. That was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Spectacular. That was great. Um, so good. Good. in you, Jared, best of luck, man. I hope you get it. If you want to stop by the St. Jude, just to kind of up your status a little bit, you're free, you're free to do that. Happy to, happy to have you. Um, want to get in question. Does Dan Miller call the greatest game? OMG hyped. I, this is funny. I love this. We were putting Dan Miller clips on the show five years ago, six years ago, telling people shut off the TV, put on the radio. Uh, it's like the last two or three years, people have really started catching up. <laughs> it is spectacular. He is the best. He is. You guys don't realize you have, you know, Ernie Harwell is a talent that crosses. He's not just a, a legend in Detroit for the lions. He is a legend. He's a hall of fame broadcaster. He's a legend in the, the major league for being able to call an amazing game. Dan Miller is that tier. You are living in a golden era, and so many people don't even recognize what they have. I think, like with Calvin Johnson, I in the early years I didn't even recognize how awesome he was. Barry Sanders was spectacular, and I loved watching him. I couldn't. I mean, oh yeah, I love Barry, but it didn't register in the moment. 
that I was living through one of the, if not the greatest running back to ever step onto a football field. And it's, it's like, I've gotten an appreciation as I've seasoned over the years and to take the moment and take a deep breath and enjoy and recognize when these things happen. So uh, please do enjoy Dan Miller folks. You've got something special right there. Absolutely. And so this past one, I got, I got the experience. I watched the game without any sound uh, in real time. And that was, it was weird. Um, I was happy that I didn't have to listen to Chris Myers, uh, but I was sad that I couldn't listen to Dan. NFL Plus app. You can listen to the radio broadcast live, and it's not hard to sync with your TV, just so you know. So you got some good stuff there. Um, AG had the speech in Hard Knocks about getting the feeling back of expecting to win. I think the players are starting to feel that now. I think think you're seeing a turn in the players. This is a different mindset here of belief about winning than you saw after that new England game. And you, you got to give it to the players and the coaches for sticking it out, man. You just have to, you know, and, and when, when they fired Aubrey pleasant, which I do point to as a definite turning point in this season, I don't, I won't think it's the definitive one. I think there was some, a lot of things that were happy coincidence along with that, but the, the net effect of that was, holy crap, we love this guy. And he got fired because we weren't playing good enough. Like we could be next. And whether that was the intended message or not, it worked. (laughs) 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 Like, like, because and Dan, when, when, when Dan Campbell said, you know, that's a great man and I didn't want to do it. And I wish him the best. And I, you know, I, I I will always be a, a he meant that he was being sincere. Yeah. And the players, when 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 Jeff Okuda and and Tracy Walker and and Deshaun Elliott talked about, you know, like this is a really good coach, and we let him down, and that's on us. They meant that. They took it to heart, yeah. and that is that's not a variable that you can account for. That's Dan Campbell culture. Yeah, that is having strong presences in the locker room with Aaron Glenn, with Brian Duker with Kelvin Shepard, with Deuce Staley as the assistant head coach, that and, and and Dan too. Like that's 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 a group that came together and coalesced around the idea that we should be better than the way we are right now. What can we do to make that happen? And I think we've seen that. Uh, I don't know the exact stats, but I, I, I heard it today that they have been number six in the league in defense over the last four weeks in terms of DVOA, which is football outsiders yep. where they evaluate all the plays and they, they base it on the quality and caliber of the opponent on each play and the, the net result of it. And I believe it um, just, just from watching them, like it, it's a completely different style, not and, and mindset to, to what, whatever, whoever asked it, like they, they, there's confidence. There's some, there's some swagger. There's some belief that like, like we, we're we're good enough to do this, and the fact that they're doing it, like their veteran Michael Brockers doesn't play anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Charles Harris, the the other guy who was really really valuable last year's leader, he didn't hear anymore. Yeah, like the, yeah. the fact that they're doing this around Hutch and Kirby and and Anzalone deserves a lot of credit for his leadership. I I, I don't want that big discount either. And, and, and the way that Jerry plays and, and the way that Okuda plays like mm-hmm. they're they're they are they realized um, that, hey, we might be young. That doesn't mean we have to be bad. And, uh, and I think you year. see that. Did you hear What's that? that? And Jalen Carter next year. 
Maybe. That'd be nice. <laughs> means I don't get a quarterback gun. That would suck. It does, it, um, there's, uh, there's talk about it. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk We'll, we'll talk about the quarterback. <laughs> we, we got plenty of time to talk about that. Let's talk. Yeah. Our, our quarterback was really damn good last Sunday, and I want to celebrate that because he was uh, – after the first drive – um, he was really, really dialed in. One twenty-four point seven QBR, my friend. Three hundred forty yards. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. If he did that every game. The FedEx Air Player of the Week. He was, he was really, really good. And and the fact that he, what I loved was that he knew where his receivers were going to be and delivered clean, mostly crisp balls to them when and where they needed to be. He wasn't all that concerned about the pressure, which was very nice to see. Jacksonville did get some pressure a little bit. Yep. Uh, for, especially from the right side of the line where, where Sewell did not have a great day. And, and Awosika is a guy that if he doesn't win at first, he ain't going to win. Uh, but but I, I thought Goff was, was very that – was, that was Jared Goff at his absolute best. He will never be better than he was Sunday. I'll and tell you that what, was Riz, good enough to beat it. I got, I got yeah. it. Jared Goff wins against the – and the, the Lions win against the Vikings. You and I they, – they, I mean, they have to agree to it. You and I wash Jared Goff's car every weekend in the offseason. Or once in a bikini. Or a speedo. <laughs> you only get once that day, that way. <laughs> I, I I would do that. I would absolutely do that. I would every Saturday I'd be at his house washing his car if he if if they win this weekend. It would be awesome. He was, he was so in control of the offense. And that's that's what you need. You need a quarterback who understands that okay, they're trying to take away over here. So I can't look over here and then suddenly just throw over here. Like I got to, okay, one's here, two's here, three's here. My hot's here or my hot's here. Like he was so in command. It was great to see that. That That is Jared Goff at his best. And that's the Jared Goff that you can win a lot of games with. Yep. We just need to see more of that guy. Uh, please. Yeah. That would be great. Oh, uh, and Ben Johnson's, Ben Johnson's scheming guys open. Yep. And, and, Understanding the dynamics of what kind of a receiver Amon Ra is, what kind of a receiver a healthy DJ Chark was. DJ Chark looked great because he was healthy, not because he was pissed off about being an ex-Jaguar. He he had burst. He had the ability to change speeds. That's something we haven't seen in Detroit yet. He understands Brock Wright is this kind of tight end. He's not TJ Hawkinson. I need to use him differently than I use TJ Hawkinson. That kind of stuff is the thing that Ben Johnson is doing really, really well. That I look around some other teams around the league when they try to plug somebody in, they're like, "Oh, well, well he's he's the backup, so he's got to do what the first guy did." Yep. Ben Johnson has already figured out that that's not how you run your offense, exactly. and that is really, really nice to see. Oh, I got to give a shout out, Jamison Hennessy. Thank you, sir. Ninety nine, ninety nine on the super chat, Riz. Wow. Please call out Iffy. Is he even on the team? <laughs> he won't be next year. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? God, my God. It, he's he's just this it's is sad because so he does have, he has potential. He really does. But the fact that even when everybody else was hurt and he still wasn't playing because he was hurt too. Yeah. Not a good place to be in. Not not a good place if you can't practice in your first two years in the league. This is a family trade, it feels like. I mean, the, all the potential in the world. You know what I mean? And just not, not, not there. No. 
Sometimes being a great athlete isn't what it's all cooked up to be. Uh, his brother was a great example of that. There are other great examples of that. Uh, a lot of them wind up with the Arizona Cardinals for some reason, playing defense. <laughs> Guys who are really, really great athletes that don't wind up being very good football players. Uh, that it, it, it happens. Um, it, it, it's one of the reasons why he was a guy that his measurable said first round, and he went in what the late third yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Did he go like nine in the nineties or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every, everything blurs at this point, but it, it, sometimes some some guys it just never clicks, and it hasn't clicked for him yet. And the clock is ticking because uh, Chase Lucas is starting to get more practice reps in that role. Will Harris is playing a lot better in that role. Yeah. You're seeing that Jerry could probably swing into that if he needs to, if they bite the bullet and get somebody outside, whether it's a veteran or a, a top rookie. Um, by the way, I'll, I'll throw my flag, plant my flag now. I want a veteran. I don't want a rookie cornerback. I want the Rasheen Mathis for this group. I want the Chris Houston for this group. I want the, to go to Texas for the, Jonathan Joseph for this group, a guy who's your number two, number three outside corner, who's played in the league for eight to 10 years, has seen everything, can guide the young. Look, Jerry's still young. Jeff's still young. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are so precocious. I would love to see that kind of a guy come in. I think that's more valuable than having a, a more talented rookie come in. Notes to Damus. That's my take on it. Yeah, Notes to Damus. Yes, Riz, please keep talking bad about Iffy. You did the same thing for James Houston. <laughs> <laughs> You. He had another good game, didn't he? Yes, he did. We'll talk. We got that's our next type. I, I just got to hit Flounder Richness is back, my man. Thank you, Flounder. He is back in town with the big match. Anything that shows up for St. Jude up to two hundred dollars today, he will match it. You can double your money thanks to Flounder Richness is generosity. Thanks, dude. Uh, awesome. St. Jude slash DLP. Throw a couple bucks there if you got it. Help us out. Help us help help make a good Christmas for these kids and their families. Um, you'll 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 you won't be able to not. When you hear some of the stories we've got coming up this week, um, my cousin's going to be one telling her story as well. So uh, get in there, stjude.org slash DLP, and uh, help us out. we got a double. I will chip Probably. in an extra 50 bucks for any guest that makes me cry. Ooh. I got you. So, I, and, I got and you. so if you know me, and Chris, you know this about me. Yep. I cry in literally every movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I cried in smoking the bandit. He cried like, in that's Rambo. how emotionally involved I get into things. He cried in so, Rambo. Uh, <laughs> like the fifty third third time you watched it in in senior bowl. Gives me every damn time. <laughs> uh, when's the St. Jude stream from Enjoy Detroit? It is at nine AM on Friday. It starts this Friday, nine AM and we go twenty four hours. So it'll be a good one. Um, so 20 bucks doubled up, help us out there folks. And let's make that happen. All right, let's, uh, let's get to this. James Houston, my man had a game again, Riz. Um, could you just go through the roster and and say that none of these guys will ever play in the NFL? Like just one at a time for me, because I feel like we'd be unbeatable if we get a little bit of the, the, the Riz hoax. (laughs) I love the way they're judiciously sprinkling him into the, the defense, asking him to do what he does well not asking to do things that he doesn't do well. What do we talk about is good coaching? That's exactly what good coaching does. What's Aaron Glenn doing? Proving he's a damn good football coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He heard you, people. All collective lines and everybody that's not even listening to this, all the all the ignorant who are 
complain that he still needs to be fired, that the defense is terrible. Like, stop living in September. September's over. Wake me up when September ends. Well, it's ended. It's December now. Not even November rain anymore. We're into Christmas time, baby. We're in the wham. We're into the season of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Cranking up your Christmas. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Okay. Thank you. Very much, Risden. I love. I mean, it all started earlier with Judas Priest, Judas Priest and now we've made the whole thing. Uh, all right, James Houston, I love our guy. Priest, but I had fun with that. that Not my band. No. <laughs> um, Jerry Jacobs, almost his first INT out there. Um, great pass breakup. Jerry's looking great. Jerry and and, and Okuda are are just so good. I think they're going to be such an awesome pair in this NFL. And and as close as they are. I mean, they are a pair. You know what I mean? And, and, and thing one, thing two. <laughs> just love them, <laughs> love them out there. And uh, I, I was, I was talking to Jerry. I told him, "Don't worry, it's all right. It's going to come against Minnesota. It's better against against Cousins in the division anyway. Get that first one there. So we'll see. We'll see if it comes this week. I hope so. We'll throw it up. Oh you know. yeah, he will. And so we will work that. Um, great play up front. The injuries, they're a big deal. They're, they're a big deal. Um, I'm hearing that Rags is, is just as bad as he was last year with that, that foot, that toe, um, playing with a hamburger patty at the end of his, his foot, man. Yeah, and it shows. Like He does not have the range that you expect from Frank Rag now. He's still fine in, in the phone booth, but getting out of the phone booth, going a little bit more long distance, it's, it's just not there for him this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan. Uh, who, who besides the top quarterbacks, who would we pick up in the later rounds for a quarterback? Um, we'll talk about that. Let's, let's do it on the, on the long show. We're, we're, yeah. we're going above and beyond we have what we some feel dra- today. Some draft-centric and quarterback-centric guests who will be joining us to talk specifically about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for, just pay attention when Kyle Krabs comes on, when Mark Schofield comes on, uh, when Josh Keatley comes on, because uh, Josh – Josh, for those of you who don't know who Josh Keatley is, he worked with me. He was my first employee at Detroit Lions draft back in 2012 when I started doing that. Uh, and he has written with me with Browns Wire. Um, he now works for Buckeyes Wire, which means that he is in the locker room at Ohio State. He knows CJ. He's seen every single throw CJ Stroud has made. He has charted through it. He has written about it. He's covered it. So we're going to pick his brain on him, but he also – Key Dog knows knows his football. This was a former college football player. He understands the dynamics of leadership and and how coachable things are. And he's he's seen a lot of college football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're gonna lean on him for that some of that too. So uh, we we got some really good guests that are gonna focus on that. Uh, again, I will say um, just one thing on it because Anthony Richardson did declare this week, as Will Levis did this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about Anthony Richardson and the Lions seeing him five times. They saw Florida five times. Yep. Don't read more into that than what you think. Uh, I and I let it. I let it be known in our Slack, which by the way is the best five dollars you can spend. Um, get in there, get in, and you'll you'll hear these things. They love Ventrell Miller, the court, the, the linebacker from Florida, who will be at the Senior Bowl. Uh, they have spent a lot of time scouting him. He is in the third to fourth round range. He is the kind of linebacker that they want to be playing next to Rodrigo and Derek Barnes, sort of as a threesome in there. Um, whether they bring Alex Anzalone back in to make it a, a four-way, who knows? But uh, th- that's the kind, that's the caliber of linebacker that they're looking to draft, and he fits it very well. 
Uh, so they paid a lot of attention to him. They paid a lot of attention to Osiris Torrance, their right guard, who is probably the only first round pick that will be taken as an interior lineman or top 40 pick even as an interior lineman. And he's that good. So don't just focus on, oh, it's only the quarterback. That isn't why they were just there. People made this mistake a year ago. Yep. We had fun with this in the Slack this morning <laughs> when somebody tweeted out that you don't even need a mock draft. They're taking Kayvon Thibodeau, number one, because they had the number one pick at that time. Who? Oh, I won't make you no say No mock needed. <laughs> I won't make you say I won't say who it was, but y'all can find that. I'll just Google no mock needed Kayvon Thibodeau Lions, and you'll find it. That person was proven to be a buffoon, for lack of a better word. Uh, and I got in trouble for calling that person out uh, because they worked under the same umbrella that I did at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was right on everything in what I chastised her on and what I told my bosses about it and uh, was vindicated. But I did actually get in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, There is no absolutes happen before, certainly before the end of the season, Um, because keep in mind, this is a collaborative effort. Dan Campbell has a lot of say. Deuce Staley has a lot of say. They have not seen a single college football game between them this year. So if you're if you're if you're if you're the person, oh, they're definitely shut the hell up. You don't know what you're talking about. They don't know. Period. If you say that you think that they, if you are commanding that they know, you're an idiot. Stop talking. <laughs> All right. I don't see any passion there. Uh, hope Chris isn't chugging the Jaeger this year. Uh, the Jaeger is saved for the draft show. Um, I don't do that at St. Jude. St. Jude's a teetotaler show because we don't want to scare the nope. kids away. It's a good show. Um, I, I got my eight-pack of Gatorade today, and I got a pot of coffee ready to roll, too. <laughs> I, got, I got a stack of Red Bulls. We'll see if I can blow that, uh, that chest out while I'm here. Uh, all right. Let's let's keep rocking and rolling. Just want to make sure we know um, Ragnow and a couple others up front are, are playing through injuries. And uh, Frank Ragnow is the m- grittiest, toughest son of a gun you are ever going to see you guys don't even know i'm just telling you rags he's a superhero he's an absolute superhero to play through what he's playing through right now so good stuff on the oh first one in anonymous one two three four thank you very much for your donation twelve dollars thirty four cents oh they broke it though oh well Let's see if we can fix it. Chris, our fans will pick us up. St. Jude.org slash DLP. Y'all know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Chark played against the Jags. You like to see this kind of thing, right? You had Marvin Jones out there as well. He played against the Lions. Uh, But like I said last week, he knew what to do if he wants to sell cakes, and he did it. So good work for him, Marvin. Thank you. And uh, DJ Chark went out and got himself a game ball. Had a great game. it's in and, and you know coach brought up a good point if you watch the locker room celebration about playing against another team and then also what it's like to come to another team and and, and it's difficult because everybody you knew all your buds the people you built that that kind of heart and soul with they're gone it's all pulled away and you got another group and doing it again is hard i mean it's 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 hard and um to come in and be able to ball out like he did and play like he did and i mean that one pass from golf to him what a beautiful connection, man. Just right in the basket. Uh, oh, double coverage, tight. It was so great. So uh, good on DJ Chark. I love. I'm, I love what I'm seeing. If and what was it? Ash was saying this is their sixth game together. And if somebody told you you would it take about six games for them to kind of click, you'd probably say okay. I'm, I, I get that. 
So here we are. We may be seeing more from the Chark and uh, Goff collection here. And then I just want to go really quick to Jameson. He's back. He's going to play. We're going to see him this week. And you saw, you know, we talked about it last week, some of the big throws that you can get out there. We saw the big throws land from uh, Goff to Chark again. He can deliver a long ball. I'm not gonna. I'm not worried about uh, Jamison outrunning Goff's arm on, on the on the throw down no. the sideline. <laughs> no, as long as Goff has time, he can he can deliver a deep ball. Oh yeah, it's better over the middle than it is outside. But who, who's who's over the top covering a post pattern with Jamison Williams? Like if you do that, then Goff's gonna throw. Okay, <laughs> you know I, I I got I got Alan from eight yards down the field with nobody within ten yards of him. Yeah. That's a smart play. Like, don't force it down the field, dude. Exactly. Like, and golf is smart enough to do that. Ben Johnson smart enough to understand how to design that. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's, it, it presents some very happy problems. It really does. Don H. Let's get it going again. Flanderitious. $50.66. We are back. Um, DLP. Saintry.org slash DLP. It'll show up on the on the, the razor thing there. I, I can't throw it in and just just i want to actually put this on the record i forgot we got to do this more when we uh get cracking on the uh on the show um everything we get in for the kids that comes in through super chat we will we'll redirect over to st jude don't worry about that the problem is is youtube takes a cut of that off the top and it's a significant portion of super chat so the best place to go is st jude.org slash dlp so just so you know but we'll, we'll get it over there don h you didn't do wrong don't worry about it. But right there is Chris the best. Chris can handle these things. He's good at that kind of stuff. Um, logistical star of the year. Uh, so there we go. We got that going on. All right. Um, I thought JMO looked like a wide-eyed doe. He was stoked. Absolutely. 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 Uh, we got to get to Jamal Williams. Uh, I want to talk about him. Um, another touchdown. Did he another touchdown? Yes, he did. That happens a lot. Did you see the, the the clothing he brought in for the coaches and the uh, the players up front? I, I got to tell you, I want to see the entire line. More Williams touchdowns, please. Let's go. <laughs> I want a whole, I want like the, the top. I want the pants. I want the shoes, the hat. I want it all matching. I want a whole uh, Jamal Williams clothing line, 110%. <laughs> they really need to sell that in the team shop. That was, that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. All right, um, let's go to Amon Ra. And this is a part, just to start, It's this started last week with me. I don't know why it just kind of clicked uh, at the uh, at the Buffalo game because it just happened play after play after play after play. I kept screaming, first down St. Brown, right? And, and I don't want to nickname him that because it's touchdown St. Brown, but first down St. Brown fits because my man is always getting past the sticks. Like It feels like 15 times a game. Just first down, first down, first down, St. Brown, first down, St. Brown. Loving it. My guy, 114 yards this week, just blowing the top off it and ranked second, I believe, by PFF of all wide receivers in the league this week. That score, of, I believe it was 90.0, which is, that that's elite. Yeah. And, and if you watched him play, matches up. He was elite. Yeah. He had a great game. His PFF rating overall is 90.7. Wow. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. Um, We got you, Don H. Don't worry. We got you. And we appreciate it. Don't don't get me wrong. Thank you. All right. Let's uh, really quick talk about the playoffs because a lot of people talk about the playoffs. And I don't want to be down because, look, I believe this team 
for the rest of the, I believe this team can and, and likely, if they beat Minnesota, likely will win out the rest of the season. That's a tall order. That's a very, very tall order. But they, if they beat Minnesota, they have the they have the high from that. They have the confidence from that. And the teams that they're playing for the rest of the year, they have everything needed to be able to beat those teams. And I think they can. Let's just say they do. I'm worried they still don't make it, Riz. I'm worried they still don't well, that, make that it. That would put them at 10 and 7. Yep, yep. That would mean that both with the Washington problem, and though. New York are 10, 6, and 1. Yep. And that's perfectly feasible the way those teams are playing, and they that's will be behind Dallas. That's, that's my fear. That's, and you still have to get in front of Seattle, too. Yep. Uh, that's the other wild card team. Yep. So you, you've got to pass two of those teams. That's asking a lot, man. Like, that's uh, – Seattle isn't going away. Um, they still have to play a couple of really bad teams. Yeah, like the they the, play the Rams the twice. NFC, <laughs> NFC East is going to cannibalize itself a little bit, but those teams are still ahead. And again, that tie totally screwed the Lions because the big thing that you had was the chip that you could play was we got the tiebreaker against both New York and Washington. So it doesn't matter which one of them; we just need one of them to be tied with. And now they can't be tied with them, and that that really really hurt. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how devastating that was to the Lions playoff chances like that that was that was worse than losing the next two games because now they have no shot at a tiebreaker which means that those wins don't don't really mean anything and that's that's hard that's that's going to be really really hard for them to overcome they are they are going to need help even if they get to 10 and 7 to get in just based on that because 10, 6, and 1 beats 10 and 7. The good news and, is... And I, I think both of those teams wind up being 10, 6, and 1. I really do. I have to, so this showed up, John Paul Morrison. The good news is they play again. We could probably get another tie out of them, and that would take care of things. That would be fun. <laughs> they play next week, too. They played last week. Washington's office, again. they play again next week. How wacky is that? Imagine playing Green Bay twice in three weeks. Oh, I get sick. Ugh. Um... We got Nodesradamus. Anyone know how I go about getting into the Slack? I will give you that. You go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Donate is a little five bucks a month. You can, you can do 500 if you want or any, anything in between. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to the Slack. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's It keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> I mean, that's really where, where we're at. It, and it's, a, it's people that care. Uh, it, it supports the show. It all goes to support the show and the stuff we're doing in, uh, in senior bowl and the stuff that everyone does here. But the, you know, it's, it's what keeps us with such a great group of people. It, I can't say enough, the community that's uh, in the slack. It's, it's the best, most intelligent lions chat. You'll, you'll find. So there you go. All right. Um, so they went out, the playoffs are a little worried, but look, if they, if the lions went out this year, if they go through it and we come out on the bad side, let's, people oh the it's a failure i mean you're going to hear those people remember those people existed for the new england patriots in the midst of their dynasty and even when they were still winning at the end of their dynasty there was the people that i can't believe belichick what an idiot just couldn't accept that they were a winning team with a winning culture that just always got it done getting to a 10 win season or even a nine win season would be spectacular spectacular for this team it is remember the beginning of the season six wins that's what i'm predicting but this is a rebuild wing. i just want to see good smart play boys he did 10 wins we're seeing it we're seeing it we're ahead of schedule for six wins we have every opportunity and to get six. then you're looking at next year when you add two more first round draft picks well, no matter where they are yeah 
Like, and, and you've got the ability to whittle away some of the people that aren't necessarily part of your future. And you've got a chance to add more dynamic pieces, be a free agency, be the draft, be whatever. Like then, I mean, look at Green Bay, look at Chicago. Are you worried about those teams next year? Not really. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, they're, they're what? Yeah. 10 and they're, they're 10, 10 and two. one in one score games. Like that's, that that's unsustainable. No. Um, hopefully that changes this weekend, yeah. but like the, it is right there. This, this team. And we talked about this when the rebuild started, like when you're going to be good, 2023, 2024, 2025 is exactly when the Packers are down or as down as they can be. And the bears won't be there yet. The Vikings will be aging out of the window they're in with Kirk Cousins, with Alvin Cook, with guys like that, um, Daniel Hunter. Like those guys are going to start to be going down a little bit. And their like, camp is a not, wreck, right? Like, they, yes, they're they're, they're going to yeah. get they're going to get, and they got to pay Hawkinson. Uh, and that's that. We will we will talk about Hawk uh, this weekend. Um, in fact, I have um, we might do this, Chris. I mean, I'll, I'll spring this on you here. I might have a Vikings guy pre-record a little bit on Hawkinson, and we'll try to run that at some point this weekend. A little video, like five to ten minutes on Hawkinson, because uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, he and I have had the conversation in real life. I would like to see him like put it on so everybody can watch it, and we yeah. get ten minutes where we don't have to talk because that would be nice. That'd too. be great. That would be great. Yeah. 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 So that's good. Um, I, again. I'm I'm not worried. I would love the playoffs. I mean, don't get me wrong, because this team, if you look at the the New York Giants backing in at a nine and seven team years and years ago and winning the Super Bowl, oddly, this Lions team is the kind of team that could just backdoor their way through like that. Just where they are and riding that kind of a wave, they could do something. Look like at that. how Cincinnati got in last year. Yeah. They they weren't in the playoffs until the last weekend or or the the penultimate weekend. Like they and they they were. They struggled to get in. Like it wasn't easy. Yeah. Yeah. Look what they did. They, they damn near won it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they won so- the AFC. Could you imagine just, be, let alone winning, winning an NFC championship, winning two playoff games in the same year? Like that hasn't happened since like 99.5% of our audience has been alive. <laughs> so think about that. They win the NFC. I win 1500 bucks. You know, I'm, I want them in the line in, in the playoffs. You know, I want them in the playoffs, but I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm so I'm wrong. Not there. I, 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 again, I, I think it's asking a lot a for them to win out and B for winning out even to be enough to get them in. Yeah. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. Doesn't mean that ten and seven isn't good enough because that's fantastic for this team, especially when you started one and six. But it shows that they are going to be there next year, and they will be the team next year that is situated where everybody thinks the Buffalo Bills were last year, yep. where uh, or two years ago, um, where people think that the 49ers have been for a couple of years, like yep. a team that's like. There's a lot of really good players there. They might not have like the best player, but they got a lot of really good ones and that can work for them. And it's working for San Francisco. And now they're doing it without Jimmy G. See how that goes. I'm not writing them off at all. You know, but they, that, that's the kind of team that the Lions could be. The Eagles were that team coming into this year. They're like, man, if Jalen Hurts, if he's even good, they're going to be really good. And he's been, he's MVP caliber. And that's one of the reasons why they're the best team in the NFC right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know Minnesota has a better record. I think Philadelphia is better. 
Uh, I got I got to hit Flounder really quick. He said, "Where am I supposed to buy my JMO jersey, Chris? Why? <laughs> of course, you go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Uh, buckle up right there. You can get all your Lions gear." Michigan gear. Hey, they're coming in number two. That's going to be an interesting set of playoff college football playoffs. Um, you got your wings gear looking hot. You want to get some pissing stuff? Cool. You got some good stuff going on there. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get your gear. Show off your team. It's the top quality licensed stuff. And you can help the show by doing something you were going to do anyway. Costs you nothing more. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. Uh, let's go um, draft order. Really quick. Rams have lost six straight, but... Riz, they've gotten your favorite player. They've signed Baker Mayfield. Uh, is this what's going to take them to the playoffs this year? Is this how they're going to get the? I'm I'm morbidly fascinated what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield there because and, in, and we talked about this in the Slack this morning. In theory, Sean McVay is going to love him. Mm. In theory. Like I see the angle mm-hmm. because let, let's 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 let the speculation that Matthew Stafford retires just out for a second. Just for the final five games of this year, he's a hell of a lot better than John Wolfer or Bryce Perkins. Mm-hmm. Like he might not know the offense, but he knows enough of the principles. The thing with Baker Mayfield, and I saw this firsthand in Cleveland, he needs a machine to rage against. Sean McVay knows how to be the machine but not like make it a negative situation. And I think that's critically important with Baker Mayfield. Matt rule just didn't get that. Kevin Stefanski got it for a while and got tired of it, but like you can catch lightning in a bottle with that. It wouldn't show now. Now obviously they don't have Cooper cup. They don't have Aaron Donald. They don't have a lot of other things going on. So they just don't have the talent right now, but I can absolutely see them keeping Baker Mayfield at, at a reasonable contract next year as a guy that can, take over for Matthew Stafford as insurance for Matthew Stafford. If he chooses to retire, if he gets hurt again and it working like, but for our purposes now, they're not winning more than one or two more games and and they wouldn't have won any without Baker Mayfield. And now I think he gives them the chance just based on his, he can play. And and I think people get too clouded on, on how hurt he was last year. Um, and and I, we, we talked about this a lot in Cleveland last year. Try throwing a ball with your right hand without moving your left side of your body. That's what he was trying to do. Try getting out of bed. Um, <laughs> first so, off. yeah. So, I I think they'll steal a game. Houston's going to be number one. Houston's not winning again. That's a, that's a terrible football team. They're yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got number one overall, period. Yeah. And they've got every yeah. excuse so, to tank for it if they want to because they are terrible. There is no reason they yeah. should ever do anything better than that tie they did with the with the Colts, I can't believe yeah. that. So they're, they're one ten and one. They're going to finish one fifteen and one. Chicago is precarious because Justin Fields is emerging, and the rest of their team has gone to the complete. They've jumped to the other side of Lake Michigan from me, so I don't know if they're going to win another game. Uh, the fact I, the, how they like look Chicago's in the second half of Green I feel like Chicago's got two more in them. I really, really do. I don't know, man. Like the the, the way that they gave up. Against against Green Bay, against a rival, a vulnerable rival, yeah, and they get, they gave us that. That's that's rough, man. Like that's I don't know how they do. It. They'll, they'll probably win one more just because they are a unique opponent with Justin Field. Their schedule sucks. I, I, I don't actually. think they win more than they, they get over four. Their so schedule you're looking, sucks. That, that's your three worst teams. They've, so they've got a bye. 
They'll win that, yeah. but it won't affect the record. And then they have the Eagles, the Bills, the Lions, and the Vikings. They may not win another one. You're right, Riz. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they had that much of a gauntlet at the end of the season. Yeah, that's weird to put the, the Lions into that, but I feel pretty confident about the Lions' chances against the Bears. Oh, like, I do, too. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, at home? Um, the, the, only, the only Lions game after this one that I'm worried about in terms of, like, this is a team that, that – could match up with us is the Jets. Jets. Yep. yep. And, and who knows what's going on with their quarterback situation? Yeah. Uh, because I think the Mike White magic has fallen off a little bit. And if Zach Wilson plays, the Lions are guaranteed W. <laughs> guaranteed W over Zach Wilson and the Jets. That guy is, I'm, I'm not going to say the, the, the C word because we're, we're raging against that. Yeah. He is everything that you do not want your starting quarterback to be in terms of personality. Uh, and that, they figured that out, fortunately, in time before it completely scuttled their season. But he is he is a pariah in New York right now. And uh, any any game he plays, they won't win. Yep. Uh, that, that, that's how out they are on him. And that, that comes from a lot, a lot of people in the New York media who know that situation very well. Yep. <laughs> I love we'll – get, we'll get to the next piece. So, look, we're three, potentially four. Four, based on the Rams, I, I I don't see New Orleans, Carolina, they're, Jacksonville they're, threatening for they're that. They're weirdly good enough to win a game or two. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where we're at. But we, you know, we're. I don't. That, that Rams pick's going to be so valuable. It really is. It's it's yeah. just it's just beautiful how that's worked. And, out. and keep in mind, Chicago is not drafting a quarterback. So, yes. uh, Houston is. Uh, if their current regime is there. I would bet a lot of money that it's Bryce Young, but I don't know that that current regime will still be there or that the new people who come in in whatever capacity will be on board with that because he is not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not for me, as an example. Uh, but, and I won't, I, I, I have a hard time seeing him being a universal number one overall quarterback. I just, mm-hmm. at that size with the, the born on third base status he's had at Alabama that's uh, that, that's gonna be a tough sell for some people yep. now he's he's very very talented and he could very well be number one anyways but uh if the Texans make a change and there is some pretty strong indications that they are going to make some changes plural uh who knows what they're gonna do but they have to get a quarterback their offense is terrible they have not scored more than 20 points since week three <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Okay. So let's go. Gigi, let's get into Jameis Williams is back. Um, really quick, after all the Jameis Houston news, we have to hit the Riz is right horn. And this is one of the things we gotta help people understand the difference between, you know, speculation or kind of game planning something or saying, I heard something from someone inside the building sourced material. And we're clear about that when we have one or the other. And Riz was very clear. I'll, I'll give you a good one. Romeo Coro. And we talked about him not making it back this year. That was one where we said, and Riz said more clearly, he's a big guy. That's a bad injury. And the way he plays and the position he plays doesn't lend itself to him coming back. I don't expect to see Romeo Cora in 2022. That's it. My guy's healing up and looks like he's back. He was he was still, you know, inactive, but healthy, evidently last week. He so that's play good. this week. 
He will play yep. this week, probably the way JMO did last week, where he gets and Jerry did in his first game mm-hmm. five to ten, maybe twelve snaps. Yep. So we've got that, and then you turn around That's and awesome, say, "Look, I've got <laughs> I've got information sourced from." someone inside the building that says Jamison Williams is going to be back. You didn't hear it anywhere else. Nobody else was talking about that. There was a lot of speculation amongst fans, but you said you expect to see him. That's what I'm hearing. He'll be there. And one more time. <laughs> now at the same time, wasn't, wasn't 100% certain, but, uh, and, and I even said it, um, I talked to, uh, Steve project, uh, the Steve project show here in West Michigan. Uh, I was on last Saturday morning. And I told him, I do expect him to play, but I don't know that he will. Yep. And, and you can check it out on Jethro Radio on the recall. Um, that, that, that's exactly what I said. Yep. Uh, and uh, that, that's wound up being what happened. Yep. And, and there you go. So that's the difference. That's what happens. Riz was right on that one. And, you know, there's, you guys can see along the way we've, we've gotten, we know. And I don't want to, you know, bang that, that drum, but I just want for folks to, that don't kind of see the difference between when we're telling you we've heard something specifically from sources in the building. Like, like when I said that James Houston wasn't going to play in the NFL, that was my dumbass opinion. That wasn't sourced anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. We got that one badly wrong. I'm happy I did. <laughs> Guy's got juice, man. And, and didn't show it in the summer. Uh, but he's he's. He is he is the guy that a lot of people wanted Julian O'Quarrie to be, and yep. he's staying healthy doing it. And that's not a skill that Julian O'Quarrie has. So, yep, it's yep. awesome. I love it. Yep. Love it. Absolutely. And and just for anybody, he's not a linebacker. Go back to what Deion when they did a fantastic thing with Deion Sanders when he was still at Jackson State before he left for Colorado. When he was talking to James Houston about his pro prospect chances and what, and Dion's like, "Son, you're not an SEC linebacker. Don't tell me you're an, N- a, 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 an NFL linebacker. Like you can't even start at Florida an off ball linebacker. You're a pass rusher. Embrace that. Yeah, yeah. He's done that. It took a little time. He's not an off ball linebacker. But again, he wouldn't start at Florida at off ball linebacker and didn't." Uh, that's why he transferred to Jackson State and figured out where he needed to be. So uh, anybody who's thinking, that, oh, he can be our, our third linebacker. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Listen so to Dion. <laughs> Take him for his word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, really quick get into um, we do it once a show. Please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. The like button's free. You're sitting there. You got nothing to do with your fingers, I hope. If you're looking at us, uh, go ahead and <laughs> go hey, ahead and hit, hand check. <laughs> hit that like button. You can your your hand can disappear for that point. Hit the like button. We appreciate it when you do that, and uh, the subscribe as well. That'll help you uh, find out when we're doing all the things that we do, and it'll give you a direct link right into uh, the show to see to, to get to it when we go live. Um, you're going to particularly appreciate that when we go to the. Uh, senior bowl i'm just telling you right now we're gonna it's it's random when we go live when we get the interviews with the people it, it happens but we'll be going hard at the uh the stadium as well you'll see a lot from us a lot to go on that so like and subscribe please we always ask once per show we don't want to bang you with that too hard but it is super super helpful but don't worry we do want to bang you all right um let's get into <laughs> what we have coming up on friday 9 a.m is the saint jude show you can donate now. Get us started. Juice up the uh, wagon here. Prime the pump. Stjude.org slash DLP. We've got incredible guests coming and joining us. The Lions are providing 
some things. They're they're mystery guests right now, we'll say. And uh, they'll be coming on. But we've got, I mean, we've got Mike Furry, former wide receiver. We've got Bill Keenest, historian for the Lions. We've got a number of media folks, Justin Rogers, uh, Dan Miller, Scott Bischoff, our guy. Brian Burkheiser, lead singer for I Prevail, who... He confirmed to me while we were on the show. And he's watching, by the way. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Answer mine as fast as his. I mean, I, I, waiting five hours isn't fair. You know how much Riz Rod was that in my face? Anyway. Um, there were a lot I, of things in your face. <laughs> well, just don't take pictures. Um, I, I was supposed to be at the show in St. Pete, but I couldn't. because They rescheduled for the day after Thanksgiving of all days. It's like, yeah. But in the first time, it was a hurricane, so they had to reschedule that. So we'll get out, Brian. I promise. I want to so bad. Uh, Doug Farrar, Micro Mike. I think he's still rolling around in there. He'll be there as well. Um, Michael Gray, former radio host. In I should get Micro Mike to come here. He lives like a mile away. He could pie face you. He could. He'd love to do that. <laughs> Let's talk. All right. Uh, we have to work on that. We actually have the guy who got the anal zone jersey signed by uh, Alex Anzalone. So that, no. that's, and that's going to be hilarious. It's going to be so much fun to talk about that. You guys are going to love that. I don't know if I said uh, Tony Ortiz. We got a bunch of great people, uh, a couple patients we're going to talk to. Um, we've got some huge signed balls. And some things that were been signed by the uh, the Lions <laughs> and some Pistons stuff as well that we're going to live auction live auction uh during the show so you get a chance to win some critically cool stuff i'm telling you that's not even in the regular auction which is at auction.detroitlionspodcast.com which has some really cool autograph stuff signed stuff um helmets jerseys the whole the whole full-size helmets jerseys mini helmets the whole thing check it out auction.detroitlionspodcast.com donate at stjude.org slash dlp and join us 9 a.m it all starts 9 a.m on Friday and we're going for 24 hours for St. Jude Christmas for the kids help us help the kids have a, and their families have a great uh, Christmas and help them get the help they need when uh, things are at the worst point that they're facing so there you go oh, um, Riz I think that was the, 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 the talk of the town that we had this week was there anything else that popped up in your head you wanted to cover maybe we'll do a, a question or two from the chat um do you think the Vikings yeah, are the best? Just team real quick, because we, we we're we're going to be yelling at you for twenty four hours and talking with you and giving you great guests. So we're, we we need to sleep beforehand uh, because uh, some of us have all the things scheduled Saturday afternoon and evening <laughs> and Sunday afternoon and evening. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll make it quick. But if there's any like, is there any like great burning questions in the chat? Because I'm, I'm I don't have the ability to see it. I, I do have it up, but I yeah, I don't have my readers. I'll, I'll, I'll throw them up as we get them. Also, I want to say that we're not we're not like not doing the post game show either. I mean, we did the weekly show. We're going twenty four hours on Friday and Saturday, and then we're doing the post game show again on Sunday. We're not letting you guys off the hook. You're stuck with us. We're here for you. So there you go. Um, do, do, do. There we go. All right. Um, I think we've got it covered, Riz. I think this is going to be where we do, we do what we do when we do what we do. If you're okay with that, do do. Yeah, that's, that's good with me. <laughs> all right. We will see that's you all fun. Friday, 9 a.m. Listen to WWJ Thursday and Friday morning ahead of the show. They're going crazy and helping us promote this. So let's give some love to WWJ for their support as well. Uh, helping us, you know, Tony Ortiz and the folks over there helping us do the, make this uh, St. Jude thing a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Um, quick, my burning question is when was the line, first time we were favorites against a 10-win team in December, Riz? 
I don't know the answer. I actually asked somebody um, who's in, involved. So I get like 50 emails a day from various gambling sites. I responded to a few of them today and nobody's given me an answer yet. Bastards. Thank you, Mike Hodges. 1866 takes us up to 12,169 cents. Thank you, Hodges. You're, you're a great guy, man. Love Mike. He was Mike, there. Mike's been a good, good supporter of mine for a very long time. I appreciate that, Mike. Um, let's see. Son of one here. Riz, how do you feel about James Houston today? That's, that's a good one. Here's one. Um, do we have Ben Johnson or Aaron Glenn's replacement in house if they leave for HD spots? I'm telling you right now, Ben Johnson is here next year. Ben Johnson will be here next year. I am putting my foot on the floor and saying, Ben Johnson is here next year. He's not, and I'm not saying that there won't be interviews. I'm not saying Ben Johnson is here next year. Tell you. Uh, as far as that goes, I would still be looking more for a Deuce Staley replacement than yeah. any other player because I think he's going to be a head coach next year. I do too. Um, I will say Tanner Engstrom is moving up. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. If not in Detroit, somewhere else. Yep. 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 He's somebody to watch. Um, thoughts on Goff winning Walter Payton Man of the Year? I- I'll tell you what, Jared Goff came to town and immediately before he played a game, Got the JG 16 set up in Detroit. He didn't have to do that. He's not like trying to court another trophy for his case at home. He does it because he's genuinely a good, big hearted human being. And uh, his reaction to that video says a lot. Um, that was, it was, it was, it, that was, that was awesome. It tells you about the kind of heart this guy has. And um, I, I absolutely believe my guy uh, deserves it. He, he the work he does. I think he if does. you showed up on our all twenty four hour show, I think that would be the thing that really notches it and finishes it for him and really lands it, brings it home. So uh, there you go, Jared. I, I will that. just say, if you want to feel better about the world, go to the NFL dot com, look at all the nominees, and look at why they're nominated, and you will see some incredible human beings yeah. that are doing great things that they don't have to do because yeah. they're good people. And you don't hear enough about that in the NFL, certainly not in today's culture. So that's, it's, it's very, very uplifting to go through and, and look at all of them, including what golf does. And yeah. it's not just his JG 16 foundation. He does so much stuff that he doesn't have to and shouldn't have the time for. And, and doesn't make time for it because he, he's a good dude. And he doesn't seek recognition for it. He wants to not do it one bit. Yeah, <laughs> none. Yeah, wants to do it quiet. He's a he's a special kind of cat, and he he takes heat for playing the field. But he's a genuinely wonderful human being, and I think he deserves extra credit for that. that. Um, Levi on on Zarike's progress. I, I thank you. Anything you got on that, Riz? He's not in Detroit right now. Don't know. Thank you, anonymous, for twelve thirty four. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> you just love messing this up. Uh, any film on the Fresno State quarterback, Riz? Dick Hainer? Correct. He's fun, man. He is He is like Max Duggan from TCU. He's like Taylor Heineke. He's like um, Gardner Minshew. Um, just plays with incredible testicular fortitude, if not always a lot of skill. That's the best kind of and fortitude. And there's a... There's a finite limit to how far that can take you, but it can take you to certainly being an NFL backup for a long time. I think that's what his lot in life is. Uh, and a guy who can come in like Heineke did, if your starter falters and you catch a spark, um, and he's 
Washington's going to the playoffs uh, because Taylor Heineke is good enough to do it. And because he's good enough, they've got a good enough team around him. And he understands how to do that. Hayner can be that guy for a year or two. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys that are like that, um, that have been around. Um, he's better than BJ Walker. He's better than Blaine Gabbert. Um, that, that kind of guy. Uh, I think he's going to get drafted. He's older. Um, he's had a crap ton of injuries, so I'm I'm thinking he's probably a fifth or a sixth round guy. Um, I wouldn't mind having that guy on my football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still under the match. We're at ninety four dollars right now. Anything? We got another hundred and six dollars that'll get matched. That's got to be from Flounder. Yes. So if, if you've got it, a couple extra pennies in your pocket, head on over to stjude.org slash DLP, and uh, let's let's take advantage of that max money, or that match money. we got Hank Fraley for co-head coach. Um, I say giving him a run game coordinator title. I don't think he wants to be a head coach. You, Chris, you know him better than I do. I don't see Hank coveting that type of responsibility or role. Give him the run game coordinator. Okay. He's doing it anyway. Give it to him. Give it to him. There you go. Uh, why did Mark DeLeon one establishment? <laughs> why did Mark DeLeon get canned? Yeah, I got to be in the slack for that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. Um, starting linebacker next year, Rodrigo and Barnes is Anzalone coming back. I think he's been playing better. He's got a mentor role. I think I would not want to count on him as a starting linebacker for the lions. I think he's great backup and great mentor role. I would not want him to not be on the team. That's wait. That's a double negative. Sorry. I want him on the team uh, next year, but as a kind of backing a strong rookie, like backing a Rodrigo type guy who shows up and plays, you know what I mean? I, I, I want him to be- mentor somebody. I want him to mentor the team and be that soul of them and, and still get paid because he deserves it. Right. I mean, he's, he's, he's a real key part of the character that, that, that if, if he's your number three linebacker, you're going to be okay. I know people have crapped on him. And I, uh, we talked about this in the Slack. If you want to go back a little bit about how PFF completely dogs him unnecessarily. And that, that, that makes the perception of him a lot worse than he actually plays because they're screwing him up and they're screwing him over. If you watch him the last month, he's a perfectly acceptable starting linebacker. Might even be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't let don't let his low PFF grades. And I, I I know he had a high one this past week. But he's fifty five point two. He's he he deserves better than that. The one week where they said that he missed five tackles, I watched that game back and forth twice. He maybe missed three, probably missed two, um, and they did not give him credit for either of his pass rushes or his pass defense mm-hmm. once. Um, again, we, we talked about this on the show last week. He leads all linebackers in pass, in PDs, pass defended, with eight, according to the NFL statistics. PFF still has him for zero, and that includes an interception. Mm. Mm. Get that right, folks, please. PFF, I know you're laying people off. Find somebody who can figure out who Alex Anzalone, the dude with the hair, is. <laughs> so this is a big question, spot. and I think this is directed at you, Riz. I've got an opinion. Better hair last week, Anzalone or T-Law? See, Trevor Lawrence, to me, looks exactly like former professional beach volleyball player, Kerry Walsh Jennings. And I can't get past that. So, uh, Anzalone gets that for sure. Oh man. I, yeah, I, I love, I think Anzalone has got the better hair. I really love Trevor Lawrence. 
I, I do. Like when he was hurt, I really, really felt bad uh, for him, and that I was hoping that looked yeah, bad. That looked yeah. terrible. <laughs> Adam, thank you for the twenty sixty six saintjude.org slash dlp. Adam, you rock and roll. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the kid a lot. His hair is not it though. Anzalone all the way. <laughs> uh, if Deuce Saley gets a head coach job, do they get comp picks, or is that only for coordinators and GM? He would. They would get a comp pick. Yes. Um, let's see. Can we it's get not, it's not the third? It would be a I don't know the formula in front of me. They would, they would, yes, they would get something for it. Yeah, hey, court, court major looks like these nuts dragged back and forth across his face. There you go. Uh, can we get Anzalone a head and shoulders commercial? <laughs> Great, <laughs> by the way, one of the one of the highlights of training camp every day this year was seeing Anzalone and his wife and his kids. They're all beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, and just seeing them, him and, and Jer- he and Jared Davis are incredibly close and tight. And uh, Davis, I don't know if he's, I don't know if Jared Davis is married. I should know that. But he is. whoever was Good. with him, yeah. they were hanging out together. And it was clear that they were family. And that was really cool to see. Yeah. 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 All right. What else we got? Uh, I think the Anzalone Head and Shoulders commercial is, would be a lot of fun. I think that like a, a Twitter campaign for that would be awesome. I think he needs to step over uh, Palomalu anyway at this point because it, you know, you, you, you're not one of the gray hairs. You want the younger fellas, right? <laughs> oh, oh, real quick on Troy Palomalu. My friend Jim Wexel has written a book. If you're a Steelers fan or a Palomalu fan at all, Jim Wexel, he's a great guy. He's a very good writer. He wrote a book about Palomalu. It's a great read. Um, I got an autographed copy of it from Jim. Uh, if you like that at all, please check him out. It, it, it's available on Amazon. Jim Wexel, it's called Paul Amalu and has some subtitle to it. Check it out. If you have a Sealers fan on your gift list, get it for him. It'll go to a good place. I guarantee it. There you go. All right, Riz. We got to get some sleep, brother. I only got four hours last night and four the night before. <laughs> I'm going to need. Yeah, so I was up last night. night uh, where My son played against. Uh, Kirk Cousins alma mater last night, Holland oh. Christian. Uh, my kid hung up 23 and 12 in a 10 point win. So uh, I was buzzing last night. It was great. It was fun watching the Kirk Cousins folks. And there were three people wearing Kirk Cousins jerseys in the stands. It was at their place. That was nice. So uh, I'm hoping that we can build some momentum off that, that Michigan is just, you know, rolling over these people and that that'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's good. I got to get some sleep. It's been intense, man. My work. We'll talk about it. We'll have time in the late night hours of what's going on. But 5 a.m. is going to be a fun hour, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. If you want to learn about the boys, that's the time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, uh, like, subscribe, and don't forget about us on Patreon. If you like the best Lions chat you're ever going to find, the most intelligent chat you're going to find, go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Commit to at $5 or more a month, and you'll get access within hours to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, the Slack chat. Also, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. That's DET Lions podcast. And... At Jeff Risden, just like you say, you spelled right there. Follow us, best pants free place on the internet. Riz can't even get him to button anymore, otherwise, he gets into that Rob Halford falsetto area. So, pants free all the time on Twitter. Check us out. Give us a call via Skype. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us in the Lions line. It's a little different. 248 782 8384. 248 Rub you fog. <laughs>
<laughs> be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Because when you subscribe, something special happens. What do you got, buddy? What happens? I get to come into your ear holes automatically. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's an experience. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. I did find some toaster bath bombs, by the way, and I'm glad we don't need them this year <laughs> because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. St. slash DLP, and we will see you 9 a.m. Friday. Thank you all for all you do for uh, St. Jude and what we're trying to do here. Appreciate y'all. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.